Welcome one and welcome all. Tonight we are live on Berry Flow Upstream number 119 entitled Pivot. We've got two Canadian guests, two North American, myself included. We've got Alex Bass of Cyberbytes Inc. over in Buffalo, New York. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How about yourself? I am hanging in. We just got through a hurricane here. I mean, there's a lot of rain and wind, but yep. everything's good. Family's safe, so I'm doing quite well. On the Canadian front as well, we've got Brandon Orr and Blaze over from Crackberry. How are you both doing tonight in Canada? It's Thanksgiving. I'm yeah. loaded up on turkey and mashed potatoes, and now I just want to have a nap. So that is to say I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yep, Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, so today it's, it's nice. I get the day off tomorrow, so maybe I'm going to be less grouchy this week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe people will like you this week, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we've got an interesting week in BlackBerry, guys. There's not too much really going on, but I'm interested to see kind of where BlackBerry may start taking things as they as they go here ahead. One of the most interesting things from this week in news was really about just a, an expansion and clarification on the discussion that we've had post kind of outsourcing hardware and BlackBerry's you know, real, real focus on the software pivot. How do you guys really feel about this news now that it's kind of settled and we've heard a little bit more about it? Do you think it's ultimately going to be like a good thing for BlackBerry longer term? Or is it something you think like right now it's way too early to tell whether it's, it's you know, going to be sub substantial for them? I don't know, man. For me, it's still a little bit too early to tell. Like, if you if you follow through on the news, basically... There was the initial news that was put out there, and then there was a lot of follow-up information, like which we're, you know, essentially here to discuss tonight, and we'll get to eventually. But you know, it's one of those things where you kind of have to wait and see how it plays out because the news is still actually kind of like ongoing as to how BlackBerry is rolling this out to everybody and what the, um, you know, what the ultimate scenarios are actually going to be for them in the long term. Nobody can, can can basically say, yeah, this is a great thing for BlackBerry when really it hasn't even began, right? So it's one of those things where you just kind of have to sit back and wait and watch and see how it essentially unfolds for them at this point. But I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm 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 actually really interested to see where it ends up because it could be a really good thing or it could be just one of those things that they're trying to pass off as a really good thing and doesn't necessarily mean much in the end, right? But again, it's one of those things where we'll we'll have to uh, have to wait and see. I find it kind of interesting that at this point BlackBerry has basically outsource two of the things we care the most about you know yeah. hardware <laughs> being one and mbbm being another like basically they're both taking a similar trajectory like a similar pivot right now instead of like you know staying with internal development it's all going out and blackbird's focusing on like more macro problems as opposed to some of the minor you know faults and growth opportunities that they have within their current services right so you know alex and i were talking he's kind of been networking up in canada <laughs> as well and you know, he was telling us some good anecdotes about someone who you know used to work on 
you know, some of the BlackBerry enterprise Bez stuff in the back end. And it just parallels so interestingly to our conversation right now because so much has changed. And even you could even say to a degree outsourcing happened when BlackBerry acquired good, you know, they acquired good and put them to work almost immediately. So into a similar degree, they're taking a lot of their focus on like kind of offsetting the cost of that continued R&D development and all that. But at the same point, you know, that kind of stifles innovation, stifles organic and unique growth and things like Bez and things like obviously like the primitive hardware and, you know, maybe future hardware. Do you guys think there's still innovation at BlackBerry? Like, do you guys think we're still going to see that coming in maybe just a different way? Like, you know, it's not a sliding mechanism on a smartphone, but it's something else. Like, what do you guys honestly think in terms of innovation? Does BlackBerry still have that at this point? I mean, they're they're focusing on software, so they they're going to have software innovations in some regard. And I think it's actually kind of interesting looking at the way that the hardware slash smartphone industry is going. Really, is towards software. So, like you look at Apple's approach, which is very hardware focused innovations with that. You know, making a better A one or A nine chip and all this stuff. Um, and then there's Google. They're focusing like they got rid of OIS and they're focusing on software to now do OIS. BlackBerry is a software company. If they just focus on making phones better by software improvements, I think that's the, the way the future and the way that everything's going anyway. So I'd be surprised if we don't see innovations from them in the future if they simply focus more on software and, and almost less on hardware. If they could just focus down more, I think we're going to see some really interesting things because they're always going to have that productivity kind of mindset and you know, let's try and be different, do things a little bit differently, um, think more enterprise focused. So we're going to see stuff. Just don't necessarily know what it's going to be yet. Yeah, uh, I mean, we see, we hear about all this talk about autonomous vehicles and stuff that they're doing with QNX and stuff like that, including all the patents and work that they do on security. And there's lots of room for innovation in those spaces, just because they're not fully in your face, like uh, like a new device or a new operating system, uh, doesn't make it any less innovative right and if it's if the things are going the way they're going with IOT and connected devices we're gonna need some of that innovation in the security space just as much as kind of in that user end space where you use the operating system so I think there's I think we'll see Blackberry innovate in the future I just don't think it's gonna be the same way they've innovated perhaps in the past with uh, with their operating system and devices. I think we're going to see them move more towards uh, kind of behind-the-scenes type of innovation. I think that's a, a fairly, really good point, Brandon. Especially, you know, as you talk more IoT, like, yeah, we don't really necessarily know if BlackBerry is, like, truly associated in on BlackBerry, like, the IoT initiative that they have going. But you got to see them, like, taking... IP that they have like Certicom and now applying it to the vehicle. I think you're right on the money with it. You know, the security and IoT is going to be more of a prevailing thing in, in the coming years. So I think, yeah, there's definitely a point for them to have a lot more, you know, flexibility now. And that's kind of like where it is. And Blaze was mentioning, like, I'm kind of interested to see where things are going. It's like, well, now the opportunities are kind of endless with this software pivot, where before there was kind of like a certain kind of strict path they had to flow down. They become a lot more, you know, uh, flexible in that trajectory that they can take from here on out. So it's definitely going to be an interesting point. I've been hearing a lot of Alex Thurber's comments discussing the upcoming handsets, discussing that QWERTY device, discussing some of the other you know, underpinnings of where the strategy is really going. Do you guys think at this point, like BlackBerry 
three to three is going to be something that maybe is a security update. I mean, in terms of maybe aligning it with other partners and things like that through a licensing gig or whatnot, if that does make sense later down the line, do you think maybe putting a little bit more time into this 10.3.3 development and ironing out all those bugs is a good thing, or is it more kind of fan service, feeding the user base that's already invested in BB10? To be honest, I'm really excited to see what 10.3.3 brings now at this point, because it's been <laughs> under development for so long. I mean, I'm not being sarcastic, it's just it's been a while since I've used BlackBerry 10, and I still really enjoy it. I'm going to have the opportunity to go back to BlackBerry 10, because I'm at the semi-device soon to get repaired for a couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to getting back on the BlackBerry 10. I think, I don't know, who knows, maybe BlackBerry added in a few, a few nuggets here and there, uh, for the Crackberry faithful to dig their teeth into and, and find in the operating system. Um, but word on the street, based on everything I know, at least to my extent, is that there's nothing too uh, groundbreaking with this operating system. And I think, back to your point, whether it's worth it for them to spend that extra time to ironing out any kinks or, or any issues is worth it if they're thinking about uh, licensing it out. I mean, that's that's definitely one of those things that it's it is definitely worthwhile because when you have people licensing your your operating system and stuff, you want it to be as seamless an experience regardless of what device the operating system is on. So if if work that they're putting in today ensures that if they do go go down the route of licensing the operating system, it's a bit smoother for users, and that's definitely a good thing regardless, right? It's not like anybody is really in a rush for 10.3.3 to come out at this point, so why not take your time and make sure it's the best product and the best update you can give? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't expect anything over and above what is already there, and I think when it comes down to the licensing aspect of it, I don't think you can use that as a basis for, you know, basically saying that BlackBerry is going to go back and do a bunch of stuff and make it an improvement because we don't know what the licensing scenario is even at this point. Like, uh, I, I dislike the licensing comments about BlackBerry 10 mainly because I don't think, I don't think that any sort of licensing is going to live up to the expectation, I guess you could say, of what BlackBerry users are going to have in their head and in their minds uh, of a licensing program for BlackBerry 10 because I mean, look at WebOS, okay? Look at look at look at the process that WebOS went through, and I really hate to hate to put the relation there, but it really is the closest possible thing to actually relate it to at this point. I mean, WebOS was basically sold off. It was Palm WebOS, then it became HP WebOS. And it became open. I feel like it, I feel like that's just it's too early to make that hand over hand kind of yeah, and that's the two. I think that's why that's why I Blackberry say still I kind of hate it for now, bring it up. You know? But at the same time, it, it's it's kind of like the ultimate scenario. Realistically, how do you envision BlackBerry ten running in the future? I mean, BlackBerry would honestly be well, lucky here's my, here's if they got the opportunity hmm. to go ahead and spread BlackBerry ten in such a manner that WebOS has been spread. Yeah, I think what I think what Blaze you're trying to say, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially what I'm getting from this, and kind of my own view too, is that even if they do license out BlackBerry ten to 
another manufacturer, I mean, it's still going to have the shortfalls that BlackBerry 10 has today. That's, I, I don't envision that changing if they do end up licensing it. It's kind of a chicken and the egg situation, right? Just because they have somebody who might manufacture devices and put the operating system on those devices doesn't mean that you're going to all of a sudden get the applications and all these other things that were reasons for why BlackBerry ended up going Android and why a bunch of people decided to to go Android, right? So it's kind of one of those things that it's a nice it's a nice thing, but I don't think measurably in terms of the operating system it's going to have uh, as much benefit as we would hope or yeah, we would like. Exactly, and and I I expect it to be like a watered down solution of some sort, like even broken down to like a dumb phone level and just have it running in the background like as a basis for yeah. for like a phone. It doesn't necessarily just because something is based on BlackBerry 10 and is produced and is licensed, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to want to buy it. You know what I mean? If it's gonna be a yeah, crappy device or if it's watered down, then you're not gonna want to buy it. It's just as simple as that, right? Yeah, and it goes down to the fact that the hardware for BlackBerry 10 in general, the hardware was never an issue. Like, it wasn't an issue on the devices not having enough power to power the operating system, that the experience wasn't smooth, that there was hiccups and stuff like that. I think the hardware was always really spot on with BlackBerry 10, so that was never an issue. So it's not kind of like having a manufacturer is going to fill a void because there was never a void with hardware, right? Except for maybe the camera. Uh, so... Uh, here, there's a couple things I think that are really valid about you guys' viewpoints, but I think they're also what is a void, right? It's that BlackBerry 10 as a handset could never get down to a cost proposition that was affordable in the key demographics that they have supporters in, right? And if we take a look at the MTech deal, we take a look at the deal that they've done with basically creating a joint venture, almost creating a new company, so to speak, right, to tackle these issues. Who's to say they don't make a licensing deal for BlackBerry 10 that pushes the development of the platform to someone else? And BlackBerry focuses on updating the security underneath, like they're doing with Android, but someone else is building BB10. And I think that gets us to the place where Blaze doesn't want it to go, right? It get, takes it to a dumb phone that's been stripped of all the cool stuff, and, you know, it's just a reliable phone that runs, you know, but I think as well, we got to look at this deal in a, in a way that, you know, especially with this, particularly looking at Indonesia, they're playing to a market demographic that they actually have some clout in versus, you know, this, this North American struggle. My question, I guess, maybe over to Alex here at this point is like, do you think that BlackBerry has a potential for like bigger customers or bigger partners aside from kind of like this small localized market one, or do they have a bigger tell with maybe other OEMs? Like, you, you know, I know Google and Pixel right now are basically an HTC manufacturing capacity. So do you see maybe that BlackBerry's maybe on the cutting edge here with what they're doing in terms of this type of deal, or should they still be focusing on making their own hardware and their own, you know, core devices that bring in their security end to end. Yeah, I mean, I think even BlackBerry is proud kind of in a way of this move that they're making simply because they are kind of one of the first companies that's really pushing this forward. I mean, the Nexus brand was kind of one of those things where it was kind of like Google's pure operating system, but someone else making the hardware. And essentially, even the Pixel, like that's made by HTC and it's, it's Google's design and everything. So is... I guess the one thing that I do worry is BlackBerry doesn't seem like they're getting any say in the design 
So unless there's they're putting in like the physical keyboards and things like that, there's something that they need they need to have some say in the design, especially if there's a physical keyboard. Other than that, um, I think it does make sense. They shouldn't be really focusing their time on hardware because even looking at the design of like the the Z10 and the Z30, like they're great designs and they were fine. Um, I think less and less can you make a device that really stands out as like, wow, this is beautiful or this is gorgeous. I mean, like even look at the Pixel, it's literally an iPhone. Like it, it just looks like an iPhone. So I, have we come down to thinking that the iPhone is just the most gorgeous kind of phone on the market and the iPhones look the same for the past three, four years. So really how much can you change the design of a phone to really make it stand out and speak aside from adding different nifty things on there? So. Um, I think BlackBerry really should be focusing on software, doing what they do best, have a little say in the hardware, especially if they're pushing out a physical keyboard, they have to have some say, and there's some patent exchange slash licensing going on anyway, but it's really kind of the way of the future. You should have a hardware company that focuses on and gets you know hardware really well. The one downside is you don't have the mixture of having you know the hardware from the ground floor up to the software. That's what Apple benefits from. They can really make this, you know, a9 chip work really really nicely with the hardware with the software and then they get ridiculous battery life and you know they only have two three gigabytes of ram yet it has better ram management than anything on android but that's what happens when you own the full stack and that's what was so great also about blackberry 10 but even so they use qualcomm they didn't have their own internal soc and things like that and i think this is at least in android that's going to be the thing really limiting things is qualcomm you know yeah, that's, that's, a hamper, that's a hamper for innovation, right? When you can't necessarily go too far. But even, you know, we see companies that are going too far and they're exploding everywhere. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to you make your own. You know? that, that mention of Qualcomm is also another reasoning as to why I'm curious about the licensing as well is because BlackBerry, as we know it, BlackBerry 10 hardware is only built for certain devices thus far, right? So... Who's paying to go ahead and have the rest of the, uh, this other hardware that may possibly be introduced? Who's paying to have all the drivers built and have mm-hmm. all the new specifications? Like, is there go- is 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 that licensed BlackBerry Ten going to be based on new hardware, or is it just basically going to be based on the BlackBerry Ten hardware that was previously already available because of the fact that the cost is already put yes. into effect for it, right? Like. Who's who's going to buy a device from three years ago? You know, that's what it comes down. That's to. the beauty. That's the beauty of this particular deal because I think, honestly, like in and you know, I'm not an Indonesian. You know, I'm not there in that market landscape. If I was, and I just wanted a cheap phone that was reliable, had a keyboard, and got me like some core services that work well in my area, like I'd be game for something like that. That kind of localization, I think, helps particularly when you look at the the move that they're doing, right? Like Indonesia, I guess, wants 30% of goods manufactured lo- locally, like in the country. And that's another service to that, to that market, right? There's a lot of people have been trouble, having trouble. I think like the iPhone 7 is not there yet because they haven't got that problem fixed as of yet. And Samsung too, they're kind of hitting walls, actually breaching into the, into the country. So with BlackBerry doing this type of thing and going that route, it's definitely interesting. And Blaze, I, I see all the kind of qualms you have with it too. Because if they do just reference old hardware, who's who's really going to want to buy it? But someone at a better cost proposition than us may know yet. And maybe that's what Alex's comment, Al Thurber's comments are about. They're talking about like, we don't know whether long term that makes sense for us yet. You know, we don't. So it's a little too early about it. 
And that's what it, it goes back to what I was saying about the timing of it all. Like it's too, it's way too early to make any, any 100% judgment calls on it or anything like that, because we just simply don't know at this point. It's going to be an interesting future, no matter how you look at it. And I'm really, really interested to see how it plays out for them. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, how much longer do I have to wait for this? Because it, it kind of like, felt like we've been waiting forever for them to announce getting out of hardware. Now we have to wait forever for them to essentially announce what the next evolution of the hardware business, I guess you could say, actually is. So, uh, John how, many, how many more gray hairs am I going to have? <laughs> In John Chen, you know, when he spoke with Amber Canwar, he mentioned this specifically. He's like, yo, guys, like, you know, I need people building IoT boxes. I don't need you building a smartphone. Like, you know, yeah. there's people who are already really, really great at building smartphones. Let's just go to them. Like, and I think you, when you look at BlackBerry's pivot, it's, it's changed so much from a core level of being in the rat race, kind of running around. And now they've pulled back and they say, we can consult, right? We can consult yeah. other businesses on how they can manage their mobility and be that on a smartphone, you know, be that on reaching into the North American market, you know, TCL and BlackBerry. There's so many aspects where BlackBerry has taken this consolatory role and I think in the hardware respect, they're going to be able to do the same thing. Where they're like, here's the IP, follow the patents, you know, follow the manufacturing process. We've given you all the tools that you need to be successful um, and build yourself a BlackBerry. We're going to show you how to do it. And if, if they communicate to a good level and they do have input and they do kind of speak their mind, I think we all may kind of get what we want where it's something that's solid like a Z10, solid like a Q10, but is priced under $200. And I honestly think because BB10, when it came to market, still had a lot of clout in those key markets like India and Indonesia and all the really growing, growing markets. I think the fact that their devices came out at such a high price back then really hurt BB10's potential growth in terms of the volume and market share. Had yeah, they been able sure. to get BB10 down to a cost proposition below $200, I think BB10 in the whole situation would be a lot different. But when you do build your own, it's more expensive. Look at Priv, right? It's the same issue that they've been fighting. John Chen's finally actually addressed it. Instead of just trying to tackle the same challenge with different devices in a different way with different marketing, they finally have an actual solution to their problem, right? So I'll echo everybody here. We're all a little bit uh, intrigued to see what will come next, especially for, for BlackBerry hardware. Brandon, to close this out here, man, you mentioned you're sending one of your devices in for repair. Is that a Priv? And what device are you going to yeah. go back to in the meantime? I'm going to go back to the – oh, that's a good – question. I was planning to go back to the Passport just because I don't know, it's, it was, it's the newest the device I have. Awesome. Yeah, it's the newest device I have. Yeah. It, the only thing that's a pain with the Passport is that it is, the form is a bit bigger and so I was thinking of maybe going to the Z30, but uh, no, I'm probably going to go with the Passport. I like the, I, the, the keyboard grew on me and so I think I'm going to go that way. Yeah, I'm looking forward it, to I, it. I, I miss I, the hub. I miss the, the BlackBerry 10 hub, you know? And it's like hub is part of the OS on BB10. Like it's almost just like I miss BB10, you know? Like I miss all yeah. of it. Hub, hub is even not Who knows? Pure. I might go back and just stay there. Who knows? Who knows? I, I want to find a way to like rock a dual phone setup where it makes sense to have two phones because I feel like that duality is something I'd be into. But at the same point, like software isn't there yet. Yeah. You know? Like I can't just have two phones, like, or I need two SIMs and two, and it just gets messy. And like, yeah, you can do it, but it's just a lot of layers you got to add on. It makes it heavy, and you know, BB10 is about being light and easy and all that, you know. 
Yeah, for sure. Definitely a good conversation, gentlemen. In our after show that we're going to be jumping on here in a moment, I want to talk a little bit more about like kind of like what the play is in Indonesia and kind of what the opportunities are as well. I think there's a lot of stuff still kind of hanging in the air, and until BlackBerry really comes forward, it's going to be tough to kind of sell out. Uh, what do you guys think about BlackBerry basically coming out and saying we plan to have NIAP certification for an Android device next year? This is interesting because we've been waiting so long for 10.3.3's NIAP certification yeah. already. It's like, it's like, okay, next year, like, next year, next year, or like BlackBerry's version of next year, which may be like your next uh, next year, you know? Like, I hope they submitted uh, it already because apparently going by the BlackBerry 10 one, we're going to be waiting a long time for it. They pro they're probably and, putting more of a focus on the Android NIAP certification than even BlackBerry 10 at this point because, I mean, you could see where their focus has been. Here's, here's something that I found interesting, right? There was an interesting uh, interview from the channel on Alex and a lot of kind of same information but told in a different way, which gives it a different spin, so to speak. Um, talking literally about and, and kind of comparing the correlations, it's like right now most people who are NIAP certified are doing it through a containerization, right, on top of their operating system. And if BlackBerry is actually going out and getting the entire stack of the OS NIAP certified, for all the hardware that's in the lineup, take a while, right? Because there's a lot of BB10 back, and is it you know the entire portfolio? Is it just some of them? We don't know. If uh, we are looking at the Android problem, right? There's a lot less devices. There's two right now, maybe three, you know, to come ahead, and that fourth that we expect within six months, right? So, if that's the case, obviously the Android lineup is going to be much easier to get individual certification for. I'd like to see them tell us how they start start hyping it a little bit it's like yeah you're not certified but what, the, what does that mean to me you know tell us what innovation you may have there but the way the, the interview is written up it definitely seems that blackberry's uh, quest for niap is going to be a little bit different than maybe some others have done in the past like Knox and you know lg gate and some of those things so it's kind of an interesting point blaze do you think it's going to come in a relatively uh <laughs> or is it something we're going to be waiting on for a minute I think it's going to come faster than I was just joking about the BlackBerry yeah. 10 portion. I, mean, I think it's going to come faster because, I mean, like Alex said, we already know where their focus is, and they've been po they've been focused on Android for the past little while. So, you know, presumably they're going to go ahead and push that stuff all the way through. Plus, I'm still not entirely convinced that there isn't more essentially going on in the long run when it comes down to BlackBerry and the whole crossover to Android and you know what they're doing in the in the area with Google and the the whole security aspect of it. There's there's more to that story. We're just not there yet, and eventually we'll get there. Yeah, it definitely seems like something's gearing up. I, I feel that as well. And even and it's just the way the market's playing out. Everybody's kind of homogenizing to the same standard, right? And it makes sense for BlackBerry to kind of blend into the fold right now. Uh, I found an interesting article online talking about a comparison of Sun Tzu and and basically uh, you know BlackBerry in terms of the business strategy and what they're doing right now plays into that classical ideal of what you do in wartime, right? When you are outclassed by your competition, you recede and hide behind others, and that is literally what BlackBerry is doing right now, you know. And I think that's a better place for them to be because. It, They'll show strength in larger numbers and partnerships, and that will really build them back to a place that is a little bit more respectable in the marketplace. Alex, do you have anything you want to close with before we hop off here and jump into the after show? 
did you buy a Pixel, or are you a BlackBerry fan at all? Alex bought a Pixel from Verizon, and we're going to have to spend the next six Jesus. months listening to how bad the update process is. Okay, okay. Yeah, he got the blue one. He's like, screw it. I'm going back Tell to Verizon and get this Pixel. No. I, okay, I guess the question, the question to you, yeah. Alex, is why aren't you getting a DTX60? Which I, we all know already, but I want you to vocalize it it's, live for the other constituents. I love software and having things, you know, update very quickly. I, I know a lot of people who have phones, like a lot of my family have BlackBerry devices. If we were to update to 7.0, so Nougat, they would probably be thrown off and probably distraught and like annoyed. That's something that I love. Like I love the middle of the day, my phone totally changed. I didn't know how the hell to use it. That would be exciting as hell for me. Like that's just how <laughs> I, I live. And that's like, you know, I, I run a business. It's always a risk every day. Like it's just stuff that I like doing. So I finally want something that's cutting edge that's going to have the newest updates available. And the Pixel or Nexus line is really the only thing that's going to do that. And now essentially the Nexus line is gone. And I gave, you know, the private chance. But realistically, I just got frustrated enough doing little things where maybe listening to Google the Play Music. The didn't give you a chance, Alex. The thing is, I know that like I can totally wipe my priv right now from the ground up and just start installing apps and it'll work really well. But I'm at a point where like for me to spend those five, six hours to just reformat it and get everything going back to normal, it's like too much work. I, I would rather just get a new device at that point. So it's a terrible excuse. And I know a bunch of you are like, you're an idiot, you know, spend five hours doing shit to your phone rather than spending a thousand dollars on a new phone. But you know, I'm, I'm looking more forward to the software that comes and I'll still have the hub plus. And realistically, I tried to delete some BlackBerry software on my phone to see if I can live without it. And the, the calendar, the meeting mode alone, I had it turned off. Uh, I deleted the calendar, the BlackBerry calendar, and I went for about three weeks trying to just deal without it. There's a built in into Android, a way to do kind of silent notifications when calendar events pop up, but it totally mutes the phone and meeting mode. I had it vibrate and it just drove me insane. It was so buggy, all this different stuff. I reinstalled the BlackBerry calendar. So no matter what phone I get, I'm going to have the BlackBerry calendar on it simply so it triggers meeting mode because I like it's, I need that. It's so useful and it's so nice. And those are the things that I love about BlackBerry and I hope they keep doing and so I'm going to have BlackBerry software on this new phone. It doesn't really matter, you know, what phone I have at this point. But I'm going to be paying attention. I'm, I'm here. I still love BlackBerry. I'll pay attention to their hardware. But. And, and my jokes towards Alex regarding a Verizon Pixel, let that stand and let it be noted. If anybody is actually planning on buying a Verizon Pixel, just don't. Just buy it on lock because yeah. it's well known already that Verizon is already going to be screwing with the updates. So just totally avoid it if you're actually planning on purchasing one or interested in picking up one. Buy and it online. You can, you <laughs> can get, get free. Well, yeah. there's that. But you can get um, no APR or whatever, like free financing for two years if you buy it through the Google Store. So if you really, if you're trying to buy through Verizon because you only have to pay the 24 bucks a month or whatever it is, um, you can do that directly from Google. I think the biggest difficulty here is I just got an argument with one of my friends the other day about it. They still don't understand how subsidized phones work through carriers. They think they paid $300 for their iPhone. They didn't, but they, they just don't understand it. I think the average yeah. person still just doesn't get it. You are this paying $900. <laughs> yeah. So just buy, if you're going to, if you're going to buy the pixel, buy it through the Google play or 
Google store and get it, the financing option or just wait for the GTAC 60, one of those two. You're good. Um, I'm looking forward to it all, gentlemen. I was really, really close to getting a Pixel, but I was like, you know what? Man. It just let me down in too many areas, and that's a that's a whole separate yeah. conversation. Alex, oh yeah, have all we'll, we'll, we'll have, that, we'll show, have right? that later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we're gonna be mixing things up here, guys. Uh, we're trying to get the podcast just a little bit shorter for you guys, so you guys can actually enjoy them in full without having to do like three or four sessions of upstream, yeah. and uh, as well, gonna putting a little bit more of our content over to the after show as well. And we're also going to be flipping over to maybe trying to use Skype and getting away from Google while we talk more and more about Google, right? We want to also try to get away, see if we can uh, mix it up on the back end and Raise get the you quality. Better, uh, yeah. Get you guys a better quality podcast. Anyways, let's go hop on it guys. Alex, send the invite or whatever. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Right. Peace guys. Take it easy. Peace out. Stay